Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. This nationally recognized, award-winning podcast is hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. I am your host, Mindy McCulley, Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Specialist for Instructional Support at the University of Kentucky. My guest today is Dr. Carrie Ashurst, Senior Extension Specialist for Family and Relationship Development. Welcome, Carrie. Hi, Mindy. So our topic today is prioritizing your mental health after a cancer diagnosis. That sounds pretty heavy. Yes. I think it's very important. And so we're going to keep our focus on mental health. First of all, in our everyday lives, that can be challenging, but especially after a cancer diagnosis, I'm sure that that's going to impact not only our physical health, but definitely our mental health as well. Absolutely. And anyone who has been through a cancer diagnosis themselves or with a loved one in their lives knows that it can be life-changing. And we all know cancer can significantly affect our bodies. But one thing that I don't think we talk about as much or hear as much about is how much it can dramatically affect our mental health, Mindy. It can be a source of considerable emotional stress on us and on our loved ones when a cancer diagnosis has occurred. And it can come hand in hand with feelings of depression, anxiety, lots and lots of fear and uncertainty, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what is a normal reaction? Well, there isn't any specific normal reaction after diagnosed with cancer. And even the same thing goes with treatment. There isn't any specific one size fits all sort of a treatment plan. And so it's really hard to even know what a sign might be that there is a mental health concern in general, but especially once someone has been diagnosed with cancer. I know for myself, having lived with my mother after her cancer diagnosis, that now anytime I have this slightest little twinge, I I always wonder, "Mm, is this cancer? Is this something that I'm going to to need to, to deal with? And So I know that my mental health has been affected by living with that cancer diagnosis that was in my family. Very true. And I am coming up on the same age that my father was diagnosed with leukemia. And that talks very loudly to me. And, you know, treatment and recovery and those kind of things, as we know, with with things like a cancer diagnosis or lots of different chronic illnesses and things, they can, treatment and recovery can be much more possible when there's a proper diagnosis, when it's made at the earliest stages, those kind of things. And that's not how it always happens by any means. But mental health concerns can be very similar. You know, the earlier on that we realize something is going on or a loved one helps us with getting those supports for a mental health concern, the better things can often be. They often have the same symptoms, which can make it kind of hard. You know, okay, I've been diagnosed with cancer. Am I having a mental health concern that I need to go and talk to someone about or maybe need to go and seek out support or help for, or am I not? And some examples of how those can be the same and make it really difficult are things like chronic fatigue or lack of sleep, having decreased or no appetite, you know, any of those kind of things that might be things that we talk about a lot when it comes to a cancer diagnosis, but can also be a sign of a mental health concern. Okay. So what are some of those specific factors that might affect our mental health? And I guess really we need to talk about what mental health might exactly mean in general. 
Oh, that's a good point. Yes. And I mean, really simply put, mental health refers to how we think, how we feel and how we act. You know, it includes our emotional and our social well-being, those types of pieces of our lives. And it's important at every stage of our lives because our mental well-being helps determine how we handle stress with everything that comes at us, how we relate to other people, how we make choices and decisions in our lives. And it's influenced by many, many factors, more than we could ever sit here and talk about at one time. But some of the most common factors or important factors that can affect mental health are family history, our genetics and our brain chemistry, and then the events that have happened over the course of our lives. And so unlike a lot of physical illnesses, there's no real medical test out there that can accurately diagnose a mental illness or a mental health concern. So how can we help? people put mental health as a priority, especially after a cancer diagnosis? Oh, that is such an important question because, you know, many people who are diagnosed with cancer are not told about the chance that they will also develop a mental health issue or the physical aspects of their health become such an everyday conversation after a cancer diagnosis that the mental health conversations and aspects of it sort of fall by the, the wayside at times, you know? Mm-hmm. There may not even be a a treatment plan or a person that's on a cancer care team that has the needed skills or expertise to be able to recognize a developing mental health issue or help someone to lay out a plan for coping with the mental health aspects of cancer and cancer treatment. So, so much time and money that's spent on cancer treatment itself and, you know, mental health issues just may end up at the bottom of the priority list when oftentimes they need to be at the top of the priority list. Many are forced to see the mental health issue or aspect of a lot of things with cancer as being less important. Um, They may not seek treatment. They may not feel like they have the time or the energy to pour into dealing with it. But as time goes on, it can become really difficult. It can lead to much, much poorer outcomes for the cancer. And I think that's really the take-home point here in many ways is that you know when we're focusing on that mental health piece right along and considering it just as critical as all of the other aspects of things with a cancer treatment plan, the prognosis tends to be better. A lot of studies have seen cancer patients who are dealing with severe mental health issues and substance abuse may have a lower chance of survival even after a cancer diagnosis. So that tells you just how important it is. And I know with my mom, once she got diagnosed, her prognosis was not good. She had a very short life expectancy after that diagnosis. And she refused to have anyone um, outside of my dad and her doctor know what the prognosis was. Mm -hmm. She did not want people to treat her as if she was dying. She wanted to live her life fully. And she felt like her mental health was important to making her life expectancy as long as she could possibly make it. And she did. She lived three times longer than what the prognosis was. And we fully credit that to her mental ability to just persevere and stick to her positive outlook and how things were going to be for her. Yes. Well, I'm glad you brought that up too, because one thing that I just heard in what you said is that none of us can know what is best for someone, especially when it comes to their mental health after they've been diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. And as their loved ones, we want to help and we don't always know how, and that's hard. 
but sometimes we just need to listen as, as easy or simple as that might sound. Right. What they're saying, like you said about your mom saying, you know, not knowing the prognosis or having everybody in the world around me know the prognosis is important to my mental health. And I need you to respect that, you know, the family members and the loved ones around her. And that's very hard. We want to do right. We want to just do and do and do for people that we love and care about. And sometimes I think in our attempts to say we want to fight and we want to figure this out, we don't always hear clearly what someone's needs are that are going through it. Yeah, I think that that is true. So what are some ways that people can prioritize their own mental health after a cancer diagnosis? Mm-hmm. Some of these go right along with anything else with a chronic illness or with a short term illness or anything, you know, number one, getting enough sleep. Plain and simple, Mm -hmm. Um, short naps or short rest times, even, you know, it doesn't have to just be the eight to 10 hours at night kind of a thing, you know, in one fail swoop, which is impossible for some of us. It can certainly just be short naps or some resting, simple relaxation techniques too, that can help because it is very hard when you lay down and you have a million things going through your head with the what ifs and the uncertainties after you've been diagnosed with cancer to turn some of that off and get good rest. So even just trying things like laying down and working on one part of the body at a time, working from your feet to your head or from your head to your feet and consciously relaxing each of those parts of your body to be able to sort of get yourself back into a present moment and be able to relax a little bit can help. And of course, I don't mean to downplay the undisturbed sleep at night, you know, so long as you can sleep undisturbed at one time, the better, obviously. Insomnia can be a real issue at a time when you're needing rest the most for your body. And so talking about it with a doctor, obviously, if it is an issue or talking with your cancer care team and remembering what, what helps you the most. Sometimes it's a matter of listing those things out. Do you sleep better in the dark? Do you sleep better at a certain time of the day? Noticing what those rhythms are in your own body. Another thing is just focusing on exercise, getting any physical activity, obviously, as your stamina allows after a cancer diagnosis, Uh, even taking a short walk and getting out in some fresh air can really help to lift your mood, getting it back to the mental health aspects of some of this. And, uh, you know, physical activity, at least a little bit of exercise can increase muscle strength and actually help to improve energy levels. And then, of course, you know, cancer care teams will work with you on things like healthy diets, some of the more physical and day-to-day aspects. But when we tie it back to some of the mental health pieces again, rewarding yourself and celebrating successes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Exactly. I think we think about the success being maybe finishing a treatment round or something, but don't wait all the way to the end of a treatment round. Reward yourself as you go. Sometimes even getting out of bed can be an accomplishment when you're in the midst of cancer treatment and, um, you know, looking at the things that you've done and as a loved one too, celebrating with them, those things that have been hard to do, but you've been able to do them anyway, either the, the, the patient or the family, just, you know, looking at what matters sometimes, (laughs) sometimes what matters to me is not what matters to someone else. And what matters to me is really all, all that's important at the end. If I've been diagnosed with cancer. I was just talking to my aunt um, earlier this week about the time that she spent with my mom 
right before she passed away. And we're, that was years ago. But she remembers those celebrations just of the little things as being so important to helping mom get through you know, that day. And, and I think you're exactly right. Just those little celebrations are so important. right. Uh, yes. And focusing on the positives and live, continuing to live your life. You know, if you have a couple of hobbies that you are just really passionate about, If you are able to, by all means, keep those up, keep up those social supports that often come with those hobbies too, friendships or homemakers groups or whatever it might be that you're involved with. And then, you know, on a difficult day when you're maybe barely even able to get out of bed or take a shower, have a book right there at your bedside that you can just sit and read and relax and not worry about anything. Who cares what's on your to-do list, right? Exactly. And then the single most important thing oftentimes of all is just asking for help. I think we've all been taught so well not to ask for help or we feel like we're bothering others or making others feel guilty if we ask them for something. But when we are living through a cancer diagnosis and a treatment, one of the only ways we can prioritize our mental health is knowing that it is okay to ask others for the things that we need. Oh, I think you are exactly right. And I know that dealing with the uh, stresses of everyday life can be difficult. But once we learn of a cancer diagnosis in ourselves or in a loved one, um, it can absolutely be overwhelming. So it's okay to talk openly about our mental health. And it is okay to say that we are overwhelmed and we need some help. So I appreciate all that you have had to share with us today, because I do think that this is an important discussion and it is necessary. And we need to really highlight the importance of focusing on our mental health. Well stated, Mindy, and thank you for sharing some personal experiences as well. Well, I know that, you know, so much of what we do in family and consumer sciences is is personal. And when we can, we can talk about those things that we've been through, it does help others, I think as well. You are listening to Talking Facts. And if you are just joining us, you can find us on all major podcast providers. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and a comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT or send us an email at UKFCSEXT at UKY.edu. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. We build Kentucky. It starts with us.